Oh, let me let me try two things. I, I just want to test to make sure this works before I use it as the middle break because uh, the the wiki of the day came up again. I want to make sure it actually plays. Through. Yay! The wiki of I the did day. A, I did a thing where I, like I the wiki of the day. I did a thing where I took the original MP3 and I used QuickTime to convert it to an M an M4A, Ooh, and I think that works better. Um, and then as per your suggestion last week, I've also added Apple dreams to the rotation, but they didn't come up this week. We, unless we have, if we had four segments, it would come up, but okay. All right. Okay. I don't think we're going to have four segments today. I always get a couple extra (laughs) ones beyond what we need here. I'm going to play the wiki of the day. Now, if it works now, then we'll, you know, what I'm just making sure it works. Here we go. It's like two minutes. Do, do, do. Hello, this is Joanna Neural. I'm here to let you know about Sam the Curmudgeon's other podcasts, the Wiki of the Day podcasts. Wiki of the Day comes in three varieties, popular, random, and featured. Each highlights a new Wikipedia article each day. They just pick the articles differently. This week on Random Wiki of the Day, you would have heard this summary for Assembly Station. Assembly Station, originally Assembly Square in some planning documents, is a rapid transit station in Somerville, Massachusetts. It serves the MBTA's Orange Line. It is an sure, infill station okay. located on a section of the Orange Line that has been active since 1975. Sure. The station, which opened on September 2, 2014, was the first new station on the MBTA subway system since 1987. Assembly Station is meant to provide convenient access to Assembly Square a major retail and residential development located on the site of a former Ford assembly plant and the adjacent assembly square marketplace. That's it. See? Fun, entertaining, and educational, right? Okay, now look for and subscribe to the Wiki of the Day family of podcasts on your podcast playing software of choice, or just go to wikioftheday.com to check out our archives. Now back to Curmudgeon's Corner. Do-do-do. Okay, uh... And I, I I will not I will I will not play the whole thing, but I'm just going to make sure the thing I did to get Apple Dream works too, because okay. I had to pull it off. Uh, at, but now, uh, what what one of the things I'm thinking, yeah, just just because of listening to you on that one, <laughs> is like in the future. The, oh, you leave the you will mute the mic, mic microphone. Yeah, like for for for, oh, for the wiki, yes, for, okay, for yeah. wiki of the day, for wiki of the day and <laughs> and Apple Dream when they come up. <laughs> just leave it unmuted and let you perfect. react. Okay, perfect. All right, there you go. Okay, well, good. but uh, I'm, I'm I'm just gonna play no more than like 15 seconds of the Apple Dream I picked for this one, but because I I don't think we're actually gonna use it this today. I have no real context as to where or why, but <laughs> I was summoned by a multi-billionaire. It wasn't one of the ones we know. <laughs> Not that I know any, but that we know generically as, you know, the ones who are in the news all the time. I was summoned to their lair, and it was somewhat of a lair. Oh, no. How do I even stop it? Okay, Okay, I stopped it. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I think you might have to mute me, baby. No, maybe, you know, when we get to the break, maybe I'll just use that one. What the hell? I'll do it out of order. It's a couple minutes long and you'll get to react to it. it Okay. 
Okay. Uh, okay, here we go. I'm muting everybody and then I'm playing the intro and we go. Welcome to Curmudgeon's Corner for Friday, May 27th, 2022. It's just before 2.30 UTC as we're starting to record. I am Sam Minter and Yvonne Bo is with us. Hello, Yvonne. Unmute. Unmute. Remember to unmute. Fuck! <laughs> That's the best introduction to Yvonne ever, how he should start every conversation <laughs> uh, yeah pretty typical uh, oh god anyway our, our agenda this week uh is pretty simple uh we're gonna do a but first we'll talk about you know random whatever um and then we're gonna hit the texas shooting and what happened what we know so far what's still being figured out and of course the responses politically that are going on and the usual like you know hey we've we've seen this game before so um we'll we will talk about all of that kind of stuff if we finish that up and feel like the show is still too short then we'll do a quick lightning round but we're not we're not promising any lightning rounds or whatever you guys know the way we talk uh we may between but first and the Texas shooting, we may have enough for a full show and then we'll just be done. Uh, but uh, if we do have extra time, we'll do a lightning round, pick some other random stuff. Stuff. But, but first, we'll talk about whatever. Do you have something this week, Yvonne? The, the last couple of weeks, instead of us both having something small, two weeks ago, you had something that took a long time. And then last week, mine wasn't quite as long as yours. Like you went like, 45 minutes. I went like, I don't know, 15, 20 on Bill and Ted, but we, we, we've done one each. Should we like try to be shorter and both have one this time? Or what do you think? Yeah. You, uh, why don't you go I, first? I, 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 go first. Oh, oh, um, so, uh, you know, I, I guess the, the, the one thing that, uh, has, uh, come into my mind for whatever reason. So I, I, I was just personally trying to look at, uh, what effect is inflation having on on our household? I'm on you, trying to on look you, at like you personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. trying to figure out what things are really more expensive. Okay, all right. Um, I think I was surprised by one thing that is being more expensive, but it was difficult to understand why. Okay, in part because uh. But our utility company has made it more difficult to look at the electric bills. Mm, that's uh, weird, it, but well, okay. Well, well, I, I, well. This goes back to uh, I was telling Sam a discussion that I have with a lot of customers right now. Where one of the things that I'm doing is like advising co companies migrating from old, older legacy systems into newer systems for accounting, finance, order processing, that kind of stuff. And one of the things that I, I always tell people is my pet peeve with this shit is that a lot of the modern systems actually lose a lot of functionality that was actually better in the older, simpler systems. Okay. 
And one of the things that they did at this website is that uh, in order to create this, oh, wow, graphical interface thing for you to look at the bill, um, it makes it more difficult for you to look at how many kilowatts a month are you really consuming and how much money it's costing every month. Because before okay. it was an older system, it was 20 years old. All it was was a little simple list that showed up in freaking courier for God's sakes on your screen that just had month, year, you know, so it was like, hey, you know, uh, say March 2021 kilowatts money. And boom, 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 just a fucking list. So if you were going to look at it, it was just very simple to see, hey, well, March last year was this much, March this year. Oh, look, the kilowatt hours. Okay. But now they built this supposedly friendlier and far more graphical thing that instead of like on a short list that you could look like in a short screen, it takes up multiple web pages and doesn't give you the information that easily to read. Okay. And, and I just, but that's a typical fucking supposed improvement that we do all the time in certain things, mm. um, you know, uh, which really drives me nuts. But, but okay, after I finally was able to go through it, what I realize is I thought maybe it's hotter this year and we're spending more electric and whatever. I actually looked at that we're spending less kilowatt hours this year than last year. Mm. Okay. But our bill is more expensive. Right. Um, and, uh, it's not, it's not a big amount. I mean, I'm paying basically 20 more dollars a month for electric. Our total, you know, everything here, we don't have gas. Uh, you know, everything is just electric cooling, cooking, everything is all electric. So our average bill is $200 a month. Okay. Now just to, I I remember some conversations on the curmudgeons corner slack, like a year ago where you talked about this. So I'm thinking, you know, just for clarity, like where does your electric come from? Because in different parts of the country, okay, well, okay, electricity I'll, I'll, is generated I'll get in a different that, way. Okay, I'll get to why that, that is happening. Basically, around two thirds to three, almost over two thirds is natural gas. Aha! There exactly. We go. That's that's where it's coming from. And so, and then the the other third, you know, the other third is like for the most part nuclear, and then a, a few percentage points out of renewable. So. Now, but here's the one thing. So it it is obviously related to an increase in the price of natural gas. But the one thing is that this is a regulated utility. So therefore, you know, price increases don't, you know, you can't like just pass them. They did pass a price increase for infrastructure. But I I guess we are getting hit by part of the fuel because they, they can pass that on almost like directly. Um but I, I, it's just, I, I really, you know, with this whole situation with uh, uh, worldwide supply of natural gas, so that's having an impact. But in the end, I guess it's 20 bucks a month, basically. So it's 10%. Right. I mean, so that's like 10%, I guess. So it's, it is a significant increase, but it's all tied to fuel, um, which is volatile. And so, um, you know, one of the things I was just reading today is that... Uh, I mean, Putin by next month is going to run out of place to store of damn gas that he can't sell. So mm. he's going to have to do something with it. It's so easy to pickle with that. But anyway, but no, so I noticed that, okay, so we're having electric is up. Uh, I don't fill up my car very often because it's not necessary. So I was like a little bit surprised that it cost me 75 bucks to fill up the car. 
I, it's, I, I mean, in, in, in the grand scheme of things, we are not really spending a material amount different on electric on gas a month because we spend a total. I, I actually have the exact amount. Okay, so let's see. On gasoline, uh, let's see how much on gas. In January we spent one hundred and fifty-seven dollars. Uh, February we spent eighty-five dollars only. Uh, March we spent ninety-four. Now, April, we spent 260 Now, that happened because we had a couple of road trips. And then this month's with like 173 okay? Uh, but, it, but this was, April was because we actually, I drove up to Orlando, Kennedy Space Center and stuff or whatever. So we had, we had, uh, we, we did, and my wife, we did several road trips in April, March. So I, I'm attributing that. But when you're looking at uh, March, which uh, May, which I know we're no, not going to need to refuel again. Okay. Because both cars have still plenty of fuel. Mm-hmm. 173 bucks versus 157 in January. Eh, it's about the same. So, so that's that. So that wasn't, that isn't, so that isn't are, in our, in our, so maybe another 20 bucks extra for us. Are are you noticing things at all in like people keep talking about food and things I like did, that? So I was looking at that too. Okay. So that was another thing I looked at. So I did notice that my son's chicken nuggets are up two bucks a bag. It used to be twelve twenty nine a bag, so now it's fourteen bucks. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's two bucks. So that's that's well uh, and, and uh, the uh, thing with the the thing well, with well, especially, well, let's see. Okay, okay but okay, but now wait, 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 but Hey, I, I have how much we spend on groceries. Hold okay, on. go, go. Food and diet. Okay, here we go. Uh, let's see. Groceries. Uh, it's, uh, we spent, uh, you, you can just we give spent the more percent j- increase recently. It, it's, it, it's, it's the, the, it, it, on the average, it's, it's around the same. So no big change for you. No, no, not I, I really. Was gonna, I was going to use the chicken nuggets example. Like you mentioned going from 12 to $14 a bag or whatever. You know, that is the kind of thing that as you go further down the income scale makes oh, more yeah, and more yeah, of a yeah, difference. Yeah, no, 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 no doubt. Oh, no. Here's the one thing that I noticed. I'm lo- looking at it from my, my own personal viewpoint, what, what I'm seeing. But I, I think the one thing is my point was that. I see a lot of people that are high income that are whining so much about it that I'm just like, come on, mm. you're not, you know, you're, you're not, not hurting. hurting. No, uh, like but the, per- the, the person hurting. working two minimum wage jobs, they're hurting, and and that they got away, and and who got their that child tax credit taken away? That you know that that check right. that was coming in like last year. A lot of those people thought that was really nice. Yeah, I mean, well, you you kept hearing them tout how it had reduced child child poverty by like 40% and uh, improved the uh, food situation for poor kids significantly, et cetera, et cetera. And okay, it's a billionaire saying that supposedly that was causing inflation. I'm like, fuck Jesus Christ. If, if, you know, having people having enough food, I I do think that there was a, a, a big thing where it was being given to people way too much, too high on the income scale, because the, the way I think they should have, uh, I think you should have, uh, uh, you know, uh, pushed it further down. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the way I think about all of these things is like, 
yeah, and we've talked about this before. Like, actually doing like means testing causes more problems than no, it no, solves. no. I don't mean means but, like, testing. No, I the, mean... so the way I, the way you should do it is just give it to absolutely freaking everybody, and then tax it back from the people who can afford. No, it. no, but I don't. I don't mean means testing. I mean you go back based on the previous year's AGI. I mean what I was saying is that you needed to, you know, if you know you you go and like you you. Or even if you did it in the way you're taxing, what I'm saying is that you should push the threshold down like where the heck it was. But but because the people who are really, you know, need this when you you were talking about, hey, you've got these two couples that are probably if both of them are making, what is it? Uh, $17 an hour is about $40,000 a year, something like that. Uh, I think it is. Hang on. Jesus Christ. Now I got to do the math 17 times. Yeah, don't ask me to do that kind of math. Yeah, 30, yeah, <laughs> 35,000. So you're making 35 grand a year. Uh, so so the two people that are making this, I mean, think about this. $15. You should talk about a minimum wage, right? That's times 52. It's thirty only $31,000 a year. Not exactly a heck of a whole lot given the prices of shit where the hell it is right now. Okay. So you got a, you, you got a couple of uh, t- two people working full time, basically making $60,000. And maybe they got one or two kids. Those fucking people need that money. They need that money. I mean, right now when you're seeing rents soaring and shit like that, yeah, people need the damn money. You know, I mean, but, but uh, anyway, we wind up yeah. not, not giving them the money. So, so, uh, no, no, I, I, I just, um, uh, it, it's just, I, I think the whole point, first of all, is that I do think that those people need the money. The second thing is, um, it's interesting where the price increases are creeping in. Um, yeah, it, it, because the one thing is that if you are, uh, the owner of a home, uh, you're escaping a lot of the inflationary stuff in terms of rent and housing costs. Mm-hmm. If you're rent, you're, I mean, you're, you're in, in many places, you're getting hit with severe increases. Okay. Um, that's just you know, the unfortunate reality of it. Um, so I, I think, that it, you know, I will say that, um, my main observation is, uh, thank God my wife went and talked talked me into buying a uh uh a hybrid <laughs> <laughs> cuz then you're not hit as much by gas which is Hell what people no. seem to be the that that's what people seem to be the most aggravated about over yeah. everything you, you hear them talk about food but you hear them talk more about gas yeah um and i guess uh the the other thing that i observed with all this is just uh yeah, i found one of those stupid stickers that people like place on the gas stations i mean i don't know this whole thing with like what did the sticker save on what what kind of i don't sticker? know if you've seen these like I, uh, these stickers with a picture of joe biden saying mm-hmm. i did that towards like uh high gas prices i have not seen them but i believe you i i have seen it uh once or twice somebody puts it at a gas station i'm like keep thinking it's uh it, it look i was driving this week and i saw uh, 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 somebody had plastered on a stop sign, uh, near this office park near my house, uh, 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 a sticker saying that, uh, uh, September 11th was an inside job. Well, we laugh, but here's the problem. This People is the believe re- the shit. This is what they're, 
this is the shit that they're. I mean, Sam, you're going around the whole damn day. This is the shit that these people are just spewing all over the place. Mm-hmm. The whole day, all the time. That there, there is um, somebody who I won't name. Like I, 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 I've been attending some of the various regional and local political meetings that my my wife has to go to as you know because she's involved because she's a candidate because she's in the legislature etc and there's this one guy who always shows up at these things Mm -hmm. and lately they've all been virtual so it's all like zoom and comments and zoom but like the the guy is like constantly inserting comments about the whole 9-11 being an inside job and you have to go look at like building seven and what happened and all this kind of nonsense. And it's like, everybody kind of ignores him, but at the same time, it's like, come on. No, it, no, it's not. And, and, and you know, cause you, look, you the, can the, argue the with any of problem. these conspiracy theories. I mean, the, the bottom line with all of these is anybody if you actually listen to anybody knows what they're doing, they can debunk these things almost instantaneously. But the people who want to believe don't care. It's like the and it, what, Yeah, exactly. Whether it's the nine 11 stuff or whether it's COVID conspiracies or whether it's this or that, there's a certain, or for this, the stupid stolen election, when you've got motivated people who just want to believe the thing that fits the best into what they wish was true, then there's no, there's nothing you can do. They're just going to cling on to that. And I don't know. It's just, it's really frustrating when you see it. it it's exhausting. And, and, but, but here's the one thing I, I, I think that it, it's just this entire thing where um, it's just gone so mainstream. I mean, uh, and uh, I mean, I, I went to this place to, to grab a sandwich. They had the fucking a cup with Infowars stickers on it. Mm-hmm. And a, I'm like, Infowars? Really? I, I don't. I, I, I keep wondering, what is it that these people, why is it that they are reaching for all of this? What is it? But now I I will say that historically there's always been conspiracy theories. There's always been all, all of this stuff. I I, I think the difference with the information age, we have the JFK assassination. Right. We have how we have FDR knew about Pearl Harbor before it happened. And And I forgot about that one. uh, We've got all kinds of things, uh, you know, it, yes, it is not new. Hell, you, you got things about Rasputin in Russia and the all this stuff. It, 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 not new conspiracy theories back to the dawn of time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Granted, yep. I think they're just spread a lot more. Like uh, now is the thing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it used to be. Um. Now you just go to your computer. You get this shit downloaded straight to your home. You don't and even have to search we, for it. Well, and, and you know, the hope, of course, is that you would have, you know, it's just as easy to find the stuff debunking these things, but that's less attractive. Uh, but it's, yeah. Um, and it's, uh, I mean, it's this confirmation bias. If you're, you know, what you, what you wind up 
what a lot of people wind up doing uh, is they're looking for shit that confirms whatever bias they have instead of actually looking for whatever is. And and look, to be clear, to be clear, we all have that. That's a psychological tendency that all humans have. The question is whether you recognize it in yourself and work to fight it or whether you dive headlong into it. You know, I don't know. I think that there are certain, there is definitely a group of people that are certainly far more, uh, gullible. uh, uh, Yes. By a lot. Um, because yeah, I always find myself saying, Hmm, even with stuff that actually I'm completely, actually I'll take that back. There's a group of us that are completely the opposite because this is what happens. I see something that says a lot of times, oh, this look, is too good to be true. Let me exactly. go look. Exactly. No, I, like, I know, but at the, oh, the same oh, time, wait, Donald Trump is going whatever with this thing. And I'm like, hi, you know, this sounds too well, good. cause it's been in the news again. I will mention alpha bank bull crap. Oh like, God, there we go. That, that came up and like, on the show. We were immediately like, wait a second. This, this, this looks just stupid. sounds like bullshit. And, and, and we and went, I, yeah. And I'm like, but, but, you know, but I'll, but I'll give you a counter example. I'll give you a counter example. Yeah, like, when, yeah, yeah. When there are things that matter a little bit less, like, I, I shared with the curmudgeon score slack this week, the stupid little video of the guy filling up the back of his truck with gas. Yep. I didn't bother checking that. It was bullshit. It was a, it was an act that somebody was doing. Okay, Sam, to, but if somebody showed you that it was fake, you don't argue, you don't go and argue that it's, you know, no, it's true. Bullshit. No, no. But, but and, at that's the same what, t- and that's, and that's the, that's what I mean by the gullibility. It is, it is the fact that in the face of you and I, I will say that for the most part, in the face of being shown evidence to the contrary of what the fuck you, 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 you believe you're like, you look at it. Hmm. You're right. It's wrong. Yeah, man. I I was wrong. You know what? Yeah. So many people, so many people right now are just resistant to that. Yeah. It's the simple resistance. It's the simple act of recognizing. Oh yeah. I screwed up. I was wrong. Moving on, <laughs> you know, and I'll, I'll learn and try to be better next time because, you know, and, and look for, there are a lot of things that I look at and I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to share that until I hear confirmation. Even right. some true things, even some things that turned even out to be that, true. Yes, yes. It was like, no, no, that's, that's that just can't be awesome. right. I, that's a, that just I, sounds right. No, I'm I am going to <laughs> wait until I hear that confirmed from multiple sources that I all trust that dig into it and have more details because just superficially it would be nice if it was true, but it kind of looks like it does. But, yeah, not, come on. but at the same time, there are a few things that and I fully admit that I've seen them like that is completely plausible. It fits in with my existing worldview. I don't need to bother to check it because, uh, yeah, of course that makes sense. Share, okay, but but, and but it turns Sam, out it's bullshit. Sam, again, but yes, yes, again, again. Once, again. once I, yes, what uh, it, 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 you know, the difference between what you and I do with this versus what these people do is. 
that you and I, the moment that we're presented with reasonable information that what we thought was one way is wrong, you look at it, you analyze it, you know what? You're right. That's not right. Versus these people will sit there. Hey, oh, vaccines go and change. You know, what was the stupid bullshit thing I heard last month? Oh, uh, the vaccines... Uh, are not good for you because they replace your immune system. And so therefore, you don't, your body can't fight vaccines. And I'm like, what the fuck are you? I mean, I flipped out. What the fuck are you talking about? That's not how vaccines work. Uh, and me- meanwhile, we'll take horse goo and drink our own urine instead because right? that's so much better. I mean, come on. Yeah, well, and, and and look, the, you know, the, as you said, there have always been these things that have always been people who've fallen for them. It does seem like the number of people who are falling for them has increased. And I think you're right. It has to do with the ease in which you can find some of these things and the, the ease in which you can find the echo chamber of people who also believe that thing yeah. and are willing to push it. Because, like, back in the day... Like everybody looked to sort of the same sources of authority. Like there, you know, you, you had Walter Cronkite on CBS news. You had the New York times, you had the Washington post, you had like every city had a major newspaper and usually, usually more than one, but they, 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 they basically agreed on the facts and played it straight and blah, blah, blah. And, and so, you know, you couldn't just go find, the person who's willing to say, oh, yes, this untested thing is completely amazing and good and wonderful. And, oh, yes, Donald Trump did uh, get the election stolen from him. And, yes, there was massive voter fraud and whatever other example. Yes, the 9-11 was an inside job. You would have trouble finding the, the isolated whack jobs who believed that right. because they were, they were isolated whack jobs and nobody gave them the time of day, but you, but now that they can all just sort of find each other online, they can grow. Yeah. And so I yeah. don't know. So that's so, so yeah. So in conclusion, in conclusion, uh, uh, don't be so stupid, applo- people. And you know what? When somebody shows you something with reasonable fa- facts, uh, you know that that disputes the dumb belief that you have. You know what? Believe it. You're just wrong. Say, oh, f- just say, "Oh fuck, I was wrong," and move right. on. Like I, I think this is all tied up into that whole like, you know, being wrong is a weakness. Admitting that you've learned something new as a weakness, et cetera. It's like this whole, like, you know, rah, rah, I'm, I'm, I'm right. I'm like this whole attitude that change is weakness. In fact, ties into the whole thing we were talking about in previous weeks about, you know, people resisting the modern era and all this, all, all of this, I think ties into the same kind of insecurities. It goes also, I think, what one thing that I see is this whole tendency to not want to give people bad grades, to not want to give people like, I'm serious, grade yeah, yeah. Is, is to grade inflation. Not, yeah, to not want to give people bad grades. 
to not have people lose in any game. You right. know, there is learning in terms of you not be you not winning, you not doing a work right. And there is a learning from that. You know, because in life you will not win all the time. And if you fucking push people through, basically avoiding them that experience, they're not learning. Yeah. No, I, Nobody I, I can think tell me I'm wrong. No, I, th- this is this is an absolute critical lesson that, y- yes, f- f- I, I mean, what's the way to say it? failure is good. Yes, <laughs> failure I mean, is you, good. You don't want to fail all the time, obviously, but this is how you figure out how to improve. Yes, and and you fundamentally have to take the mindset of every. You you have to try things that you are not secure about uh, in order to grow, and then most of the time you'll get them wrong the first time. That's and right. And then you figure out what you what you did and how to change it, and you do something different the next time. And each time you're better off than the time before. the The alternatives of either I'm not going to try anything until I'm absolutely sure I'm right <clears throat> prevent you from learning and growing, or right. Saying no matter what I do and what happens, I'm going to insist that I was right all along, and this is how I'd always planned it, and et cetera, et cetera. I mean, th- th- that's the Donald Trump model, right? Never, never yep. admit you are wrong. Never yep. apologize for anything. Blah yep. blah blah. And sure, he's blundered through and done a lot of things, but it's he's blundering through. He's a freaking idiot, you know. Yeah. Um, the the right way to do it is to always be doing things that challenge you a little bit and recognize that you're going to fail on a lot of them and learn from those failures. I mean, and yeah, of course, some of the times you do want to just take comfort and do something that you know really well and you're not worried about it. And it's nice to do that sometimes as well. But there, sometimes, but listen, a whole bunch of times in life, you will do everything right and things won't turn out the way uh, your way. Absolutely. That that's another important thing. Yeah. Like I mean, so you much will of do everything yeah. right and it's just won't turn out the way that, you know, for whatever reason. And learn and, and, to deal with and, that with that reality that you could, you know, that you sometimes can do everything you will go... perfectly. Yeah. You can do everything perfectly and still have a bad outcome. And simultaneously, it's good to note that look, there's a lot of random chance out there. There are people who fuck up everything and make every wrong choice and still end up with a good result as well. Yes. 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 Now, I will say that, that doesn't that's, mean that's, that it doesn't it doesn't now, mean their now, choices were right. Right. Correct. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, actually just, the reality just, is that just, most people that do every wrong decision you usually wind up getting their asses killed. But yes. okay, it that's it, it's not it's not hard and fast rule. Okay? All right. Yeah, Some j- of them. just just because you gambled your entire life savings on something and actually won does not mean that that was a smart thing to do. Correct. Right. Because more often you get these people who put their life savings in Luna. And yes, and they wind up, you know, completely fucked. Yeah. So anyway, we, we talked about that a couple weeks ago. All right. But anyway, all right. My turn? Oh, yes. Okay, so 
Uh, yeah. um, okay, that, that sounds like a break. Yes, it does. Uh, no, I, I will just start with um, COVID has finally come to my household. Uh, so I wanted to talk about that a little bit. How are um, you feeling? Well, uh, I, well, I guess I'll start with that. Um, well, yeah, just mild, start with how you're feeling first. And then, start yeah, with how I'm feeling. Mild symptoms the whole, whole time. Um, nothing worse than a bad cold for me. Uh, I think my wife had it a little bit harder than I did, but still like manageable. I mean, not feeling great by any means, but um, yeah. And, and my son also tested positive, um, uh, but has basically been acting completely normal the whole time and is just glad he doesn't have to go to school. Um, <laughs> of the four uh, of, of, course, of the four of us. Yeah. Of the four of us in the household, uh, my daughter, Amy has so far managed to test negative. Uh, I don't know how she's managed this, but so far she has so great. Um, so there are a couple things I want to mention. So first of all, how, how we got it. I mean, bottom line, my wife's a freaking politician. Her job involves meeting people and schmoozing with people and talking to people. Um, a couple weekends ago, she had a a trip with a, a whole bunch of other state legislators uh, to Eastern Washington to have people talk to them about uh, you know the situation in Eastern Washington, specifically how small businesses were managing, and just uh, get tours of various things of interest out there and learn about them so that they could be better educated as state legislators for what they might need to do. So she went on this trip. And of course, there were like social events in the evenings and they were inside and there was food. And so people weren't wearing their masks because at this point, everybody's like, yo, it, it's over. Like indoor, I indoor masking isn't required almost anywhere. And of course, places with food have made exceptions forever. And uh, one of the particular things she was at, she tested positive and two or three other people who are like sitting either at her table or at the next table over at the thing also tested positive. Uh, so, you know, boom, there you go. And then uh, she before, once she got home before she actually tested positive, uh, you know, she was just normally interacting us with us in the house for like three, four days. Uh, and so by the time she tested positive, uh, we started testing the rest of the family and, um, and two, and it ended up including her three out of four of the family, uh, tested positive for COVID. So we are, our, our long string of managing to avoid it has ended. Um, you know, and, and, and there you go. Um, so at, at, thankfully, like, you know, everybody vaccinated, everybody boosted. Um, so, you know, it has not been horrible. It hasn't been bad. We're actually already past the CDC guidelines of when we could be, when we should be going out of the house again and all that kind of stuff. Although we are still supposed to wear masks when we go out, which uh, we were doing anyway. Um, so, uh, and, 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 and to complete another saga too, I finally went out, like my appointment for my passport was today. It's done. It's, in, it's into the state department. So, wow. Um, wow. But, but yeah, so like, um, yeah, I've, I've, I felt kind of icky for like about a week now, a little bit more than a week, but it's never been too bad. 
I, I think there were like, there, there were two days where I had an actual fever. The rest of the time I didn't. I think with my wife, there were two days where she basically did nothing but rest in bed. But then af- after that, she was doing the things she had to do already. And, and I guess even in those two days, there were a few things she did that she had to do. Um, so not too horrible. I think we're all on the getting better side of it now. Um, the one thing I wanted to mention besides just that we finally all caught it um, was a thread that I saw like during the, the middle of this week. Um, let me bring it up. I had it up. I had it. Up. There we go. Um, this was posted on May 22nd. So I guess it's a few days ago now uh, by Ann Helen Peterson. Uh, her Twitter handle is A N N E H E L E N. And I'll, I'll read this to you because it immediately struck a chord with it because what she was describing is exactly what I've been doing all week long. So here we go. The last two months, I've watched something curious happen. Very COVID conscientious people, people with paid time off, people who can work from home, testing positive for COVID. And then, unless they are hospitalized, insisting on working through it. And yes, I've been doing that. I, I did not take any time off. I did uh, the same. This is a group that has the most privilege in terms of the ability to take in in terms of the ability to take paid time off to truly recover from COVID, and in many cases, the least willingness to actually do so. And I get it. Those of us who can work from home have worked through so much shit these last two years. A COVID case seems relatively small compared to, I don't know, working through an attempted coup or a climate catastrophe or the lack of child hair or the lack of child care or the lack of child. I don't have child hair anymore. I have, I have adult hair right now, but you know, I, 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 or the lack of child care. So now there's a weird unspoken understanding that if you test positive and like don't need to go to the hospital, you should probably just keep working. Keep up with emails, attend a few meetings, keep Slack open on your phone, ambiently working, but nonetheless working. People are very eager to come up with justifications for this practice. You can already see it in the replies to this thread. I understand them. But I also think that they're the result of productivity brainworms, and you're doing a real disservice to others in your organization, but also yourself. So many people. Wait, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. So many people. So many people are out there trying to tell you to rest if you can. Um, and then she says, if you're a manager or a leader choosing to work through COVID, you're setting the standard for how the people who, who report to you should ideally de- deal with their own cases, regardless of severity. If you're not a manager or leader, you are still setting the standard for your coworkers on how an ideal employee deals with a positive case. So, okay, go ahead. Here I, I believe I did. I, I believe I did not completely work through it. Uh, if I recall now, I think I did spend at least one day in bed. Okay. All right. Uh, I think I had the weekend before that, that I got sick. Mm-hmm. So therefore I wound up spending the weekend and then it was a Monday, uh, because I think my positive test I recorded a podcast on Thursday, I thought I had a cold positive test came back on Friday. Um, 
And I, I, I pretty much rested the weekend and then one extra day on Monday. And by the end of Monday, I, I, my energy level felt back. So I, so I went back on Tuesday. So I will say that I wound up not being completely, uh, I worked through the whole thing. I actually just, I did take a full day off. Well, I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you where I've been. Like, so first of all, I'll add one additional thing to the mix. It's sort of tangential, but affects things. Last Thursday, I was sitting working from home on my laptop on my couch. You know, I've got a little station set up on my desk, but sometimes I work move for the couch. It's more comfortable. I put on the news on the TV or whatever. Anyway, I was sitting there. The dog was sitting next to me on the couch. Mm-hmm. I, I'm working on my laptop. I got my hand, you know, on the keyboard. I've got my phone there, like whatever. And at one point, the dog decides to get up or something. And remember, this is my big dog, not my little dog. So this is like a 150-pound dog. Decides to get up by uh. pushing itself up, by putting its paw on the lid of my laptop. Oh, God. And pushing itself up. So it basically slams the lid of the laptop onto where my hand and my phone were. And I'm like, and and, well, long story short, crack the screen. Oh, (laughs) and you know, (laughs) no, normally if it, if my phone hadn't been there, it would have just closed. Right. But my phone was there. I know I put the phone there sometimes. Right. Sometimes sitting on the keyboard. Yeah. Right. right. So, so anyway, the, the screen cracked and you guys know how laptop screens work. I presume like this, this is not leave you in a usable situation for the screen. It's not just like a cosmetic crack or something. The whole thing. If you want it to work, you you had to sit at your workstation and plug in the monitor. Well, so I had yes, so I had to plug I, I had to plug it into an external monitor. Yeah, uh, but I uh, and I did that for a little while, and I I I no, I, well, I got a new laptop ordered. Like I went okay. to work, I submitted, I I called up the support line. I was like, look, monitor broken, need a new machine. So they were able to have one ready for me to pick up in less than 24 hours, which was great. Somebody mm. had told me that they were running behind and it might be a couple of weeks, but it was less than 24 hours. I was oh, thrilled nice. about that. I, I okay. went in. I had to, I, I, They could have shipped it to me, but I'm like, I don't know how long it's going to take you to ship the thing. I don't know how long it's going to be. I can drive into the stupid office to pick up the laptop. So okay. I, pick, I picked up the laptop. Um, and then there, there were various problems with my old one and transferring things over, uh, from my, you know, blah, blah, blah. It, it, it was the process of switching to the new laptop, which ideally would maybe take an afternoon or something ended up taking me the better part of a few days, like oh, working Jesus. around my other stuff. It was, it was a major pain in the ass. Uh, but what that ended up meaning is like, not a, I got my, I started feeling symptoms on Friday. Um, no, no, I tested positive on Friday, I think. No, uh-huh. my wife, my wife tested positive on Friday. I had not yet tested positive. So I still went into the office to pick up the laptop on the Friday. Um, I tested positive over the weekend, but like I was spending hours and hours Friday on the laptop. I ended up uh, spending time on Sunday on the laptop, on Monday on the laptop. 
in between trying to get my other work done and because the laptop wasn't working correctly yet. And by the way, the whole external monitor thing on the old laptop was being flaky. So I was having trouble with there. So oh, they set geez. me up with like a virtual Windows server that I could mm -hmm. connect into from my personal machine. Okay. Uh, and, and that was a pain in the ass because the first time I've used Windows in like very, very long time. I don't even know how long I hated it. Every none, none of my stuff was set up anywhere close to the way I wanted it to, uh, et cetera. And plus I was trying to get my regular stuff done. So by the time we got to Monday and I knew I was COVID positive and I knew I, and I, stupid, stupid dog broke my laptop. And now this, uh, anyway, what is I, he gonna, all upset I, about? I don't know. I'm just going to talk through the dog. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. Like, sometimes I try to, like, wait and cut out the dog. I'm just going to go deal with the barking. I know you hear the barking on almost every show anyway. Um, anyway. <laughs> it's still distracting. Um, <laughs> anyway, the long and short of this is by the time we got to Monday, I was like, I, I told my boss, look, yes, in addition to the laptop stuff, I'm also COVID positive. I'm definitely like feeling it. I have some symptoms, but you know, we've got a deadline for this one thing on Thursday. We've got a deadline for this other thing on Friday. Uh, so I'm going to do what I need to do for those things. And in between I'll, I'll like try to rest a little extra or whatever. But the reality is this entire freaking week I've worked just as much or more than I would on a normal week. And in the, <laughs> And in the meantime, you know, I may not be ready to be hospitalized for COVID, but I haven't felt You're great. Exhausted. Yeah, that that's like my biggest and that's symptom. A big symptom. Yeah, the exhaustion. Oh God. Yeah, well, like I definitely like I've had headaches. I've I've part of the time I had a fever. I've had stuffy head kind of thing. But yes, the exhaustion and and like e even when I didn't have a fever, I like the slightest exertion, I get all sweaty and like, you know, like hot. And, you know, and part of that's me being out of shape and well, that happens. Anyway. <laughs> but, but it much worse this week than otherwise, you know? And so, but, uh, but yeah, like uh, the whole time I'm sort of working through this stuff. And yes, there were some times where like, you know, I, in, in between meetings, I'm like, I'm just going to lie down for an hour. So I did do that a couple of times, but for the most part, I, I've just, I've worked just as much or more. I, that's the phrase I used as, as a normal week. And I'm like, you know, really, was that really, really, really necessary? Should I have just said, fuck it? I have COVID. I'm taking the week off. I, I think you probably should have taken at least a day or two off. I mean, which is what I did. I mean, I, I really. I, I mean, honestly, I was thinking that most of my stuff was going to be done by today and I might take tomorrow off Friday, but like there's, there's a few things left. So of course I'm going to go and I'm going to work on stuff tomorrow and I'm thinking it'll just be a few hours, but hell, it'll probably take most of the day. So <sighs> yeah. Wow. And it's like, it, 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 and I know, like, there were, it, it, you, this is a generational thing. Like, I've seen some uh, fun TikToks where, like, they compare, like, how different generations react to being sick and how, like, you start off with the boomers and they're like, oh, of course I'll work, blah, blah, blah. And you work it way down. And then by the end, you get to the, the millennials 
uh, no, not the, even the millennials, the Gen Zs. You get to the Gen Zs on the on the way down the generation spectrum, and it's like, oh, I've got a sniffle. I'm taking the day off. Bye. Click. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I think this is a stereotypes. I, I, you know, in terms of generational, I will say that I, I do think that uh, what what I've observed is that with the uh, technology, uh, what's what's happened is a lot of people wind up not taking days off a yeah. lot less than we used to for being sick. And plus, you know, you don't disconnect. And so therefore, well, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, like my, my, my boss was actually pretty good about this. Like they, uh, you know, I, I, there was a big meeting Thursday morning that we'd been like working towards for a while. And I'd been working on a document for and blah, blah, blah. And I talked to my boss on Wednesday and, and he's like, how are you feeling? Is everything okay? And I'm like, well, you know, I got a stuff head and stuff. And he's like, do you want to cancel the meeting tomorrow and move it back? We can cancel the meeting. We can push it back. We can do whatever. And I'm like, I got a stuffy head. I can have the damn meeting. You know, we've, we've had, you know, we've been working on this for a while. I don't want to delay it any further. Let's just do this. And, and I think that's how I felt all week long was like, yeah, like I've got a stuffy head. I feel a little tired, you know, a few aches and pains here and there. There's nothing, it doesn't have to stop me. And, and I think it's one thing, and I know it could, and I'd probably heal faster and feel better if I just took the time and relaxed. But at the same time, I have a really hard time justifying like, yeah, I feel slightly off. So let's just screw the deadlines and, the, and other people who are waiting for things. I, I feel some kind of obligation there. And, uh, and it is different. Like I wouldn't go into the office like I wouldn't right. want to be contagious or give something yeah. to somebody, but because we are working from home, because I'm not endangering anybody else, I'm like, I'm, you know, my actual symptoms, I got a stuffy head and maybe an occasional cough. I can, I can, I can write a document or have a meeting. I don't right. know. Is that wrong? Maybe. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you should try to get more rest. Yeah, well, at least this weekend's a holiday. Well, that's right. So, so yeah. anyway. We'll see. Okay, that that's more than enough of that. Um, so I'll, I'll tell you what, we're going to do uh, something a little bit different for our break here. Um, oh, God. So last week, I mentioned, you know, we, we mentioned like my babbling breaks and that uh, <laughs> I, I, I suggested one possibility is that my son has been making me do these TikToks for a couple months now where like if I wake up in the middle of the night and I've just had a dream and I still remember something, you know, just record a quick video right then on the spot of what happened in the dream. And I've been publishing these on TikTok. You can go look at Apple Smack. And uh, so Yvonne suggested, or I suggested, or somebody suggested last week, Hey, I could use those as breaks. Um, so I'm not going to always use these as breaks, but as one of my one in 10 rotation, I am picking a random published Apple dream. We've been calling them. Uh, and I'm going to insert the audio here. Um, so I've picked this time and actually this time I'm just doing it. Like there were other things randomly picked, but what the hell, uh, we'll do it this time for sure. And then it'll be part of the random rotation going forward. Um, this is Apple dream 38. 
The other thing I'm going to try, just because I think it would be amusing, is I am not going to mute us during this Apple dream so that you can hear Yvonne's reaction and maybe my reaction to this. Now, the one thing I'll say is our recording solution, sometimes when there are multiple, like when we're talking at the same time or when there's another track that doesn't do the overlap, great. So we'll see how this goes. And if it doesn't work, we'll, we won't do it again. But uh, we'll give it a shot just to see if, uh, you know, because it might prefer the thing talking to Yvonne laughing. I don't, I don't know. We'll see how it turns out. Anyway, I, I, well, if Yvonne laughs. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Okay, this, this is a couple minutes long. Here we go. Apple Dream 38. I have no real context as to where or why, but I was summoned by a multi-billionaire. <laughs> it wasn't one of the ones we know. <laughs> Not that I know any, but that we know generically as, you know, the ones who are in the news all the time. I was summoned to their lair, and it was somewhat of a lair. <laughs> but the point was shape-shifting submarine. Because <laughs> as, as he took me from place to place, there'd be this giant submarine thing <laughs> that he would go in. I didn't get to ride in it. But we'd be in this giant cavern with water at the bottom and he'd get in his submarine and it would like go away through a tube or something but then when he got out and then it would come to the next place and then when he would get out of it it would sort of shape shift into a ball and roll away or something but then when he summoned it later it would come it would roll back and then shape shift back into a submarine but it was a different shape and size of submarine depending on what he needed it for but it was the same one it wasn't like a new one would roll in anyway <laughs> i went to several different places with him and i don't know how i was getting to, from place to place because i did not get to ride in a submarine i probably would have liked to ride in a submarine and i mainly saw it above water but it was clear in my head it was a submarine not like a yacht or a boat or whatever but after we went to several of these places, I woke up. Bye. Okay, that was it. <laughs> you didn't laugh as much as I'd hoped. You, you, before I the was show, trying you were like, to control myself. <laughs> you know, the whole point was to like not let I you have was to control trying, yourself. Well, otherwise, people wouldn't have been having to hurry a damn thing. <laughs> okay. Anyway, that was Apple Dream Thirty Eight, the one with the submarines <laughs> and the. Multi-billionaire. And the billionaire's lair! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm up to, like, I think the most recently published is 46 right now. Uh, I, and there, gonna, are few, there are a few more know, in the pipeline. I, I have not heard what your dreams in general are about. I will say, uh, I don't know. I, I, I must freely admit that uh, uh, the majority... Not not all of them, but I will say over 50% of the dreams that I wake up remembering involves sex. Um, I'm not sure what ratio you are at, but I will say that it's it's not even close. Um, you know, I mean, 
it involves quite a lot of random people, some celebrities, you know, I, 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 I mean, I don't know why it was like one that involved like having sex with Cameron Diaz. That was pretty good. I got to admit that I woke up the next day. I woke up feeling pretty good about my life. Like, damn, so bad. You know, it's good. Okay. I, I don't know. So anyway, um, yeah, my, my, I, I, I will say my ratio of those is pretty low. Um, I'm not going to claim that they don't exist. However, I will say I might censor those from the Apple dreams if they occur. Okay. All right. That's probably, probably a good idea. But yeah, but yeah, my, my ratio is ridiculous. It's like, you know, my wife goes, oh, you had a, you know, you had a dream. It's like, what's it about? Oh, oh, geez. She's like, oh, whatever. Yes, of course it is. Hell. I mean, the whole reason I started this was, I, you know, Alex was asking about my dreams and I was like, I never remember my dreams. And, and, so and like, started, and no, because, because very, you, we forget about them pretty quickly unless we yeah. make a note of them. Yes. And what I've found, like literally when I've, since I've been trying to do this is basically the time frame for me to start recording one of these to say like what the dream was is about 10 seconds. Yeah. If yeah. I, if, if from the moment I realize I'm awake I don't grab the phone and start recording within about 10 seconds. Like, you know, then by the time I start recording, it's gone. Yeah. You know, and I don't even know what it was anymore or very, very little detail, you know, um, because it it just extremely fleeting. But anyway, I'm disappointed that you held yourself back because I was looking for like before the show, you were like flying at the first 10 seconds. Well, here's the problem. (laughs) I I, I couldn't laugh at the same stuff again as well Well, as the first time. And so, you know, it's got to, you know, catch me a little bit more by surprise. Okay. So, yeah. I know. I know. I know. But you just I was only also, found, but I was, I was, I, I had heard some of it before and I was trying not to drown out the dream so people could hear yeah, what's going on. Okay. Okay. Well, well, we'll, we'll see how it works out and we'll may try them more later. And anyway, yeah. And really the reality is only the first 10 seconds was funny, right? No. <laughs> okay. Especially the tone. I was said anyway. Well, that that's actually like a, a, a recurring factor of all of these is I'm basically <laughs> recording myself while I'm asleep. Right. So th- they're all like, uh, uh, and, I, and what? <laughs> and I and I always sound so confused and bewildered. <laughs> yes. And then that and is then part straight... of the charm of the whole thing. Yes. Exactly. So anyway, uh, from that we should shift to our more serious topic. Oh God. Um. Here we go again. Um, well, we're actually going to talk about it this time. Yeah, I mean, like we barely talked about Buffalo, and that happened like what a week ago, a couple. Of weeks um, ago, I mean, yeah. We, well, in in the case of that one, we immediately pivoted. We didn't talk about the gun part of it at all. We talked about the white nationalist part of it. Um, but you know, we and the smaller versions of these happen so frequently they're barely even noticed in the news they're barely even noticed in the news anymore like you know if one or two people are killed maybe you'll see an alert or something go by but you're not they're not going to be suspended they're not going to be suspending news coverage and going wall to wall on it or anything like that it takes something like this where you know you've at the last count, uh, it was what, like 22 people, 22, 23, depending on if you count the killer himself, 
uh, mm. killed on this thing. Uh, I think it was what nine, 19 kids, two students plus the shooter. I mean, two um, teachers. So that's right. T- teachers. Yes. Teachers, not students. Um, there's still more coming out every day about this. So we still don't know all the facts and all the timelines. Um, bottom line seems to be this guy decided to kill his grandmother first. He shot her in the face. She lived. She's in, she's in the hospital. She's in stable condition now. Um, but she's still alive. Uh, he then proceeded from there, uh, to this elementary school. Apparently he told at least one girl he was communicating with online that he was going to go shoot up an elementary school. So by the way, communicating online randomly, not yeah. these people, he, he was like talking to, I, I mean, as far as I remember right now, at least two different uh women just randomly that some of them mm. he's even tagging them on her post and they were like why the i'd fuck only are you i'd only heard me? of one but yeah I, I i saw i i saw a mention of a second one okay today um but still one or two whatever the, the, it, it, well i saw first that there was one that was tagged on some post by him okay right. that they had been looking at then i heard about another one that i thought that I that I understood was a different one that he was uh And so so timeline wise and we're we're recording this US time Thursday night. Um so by the time you listen to this probably Sunday or Monday uh I'll put this out uh it, things may have changed. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'll get to it earlier, maybe later. I don't know. But uh it usually takes me a couple days to get these out after recording them. Um as we know right now, um, he apparently went to the school, crashed his cart near the school, and shot at some people outside the school and was generally right. shooting things for like 12 minutes outside the school before he made his way in. There were initial reports that he was confronted by a security officer at the school or something. That turns out to be false. They have since corrected that, says no such person confronted him on the way into the school. He went into the school and then the timelines get really fuzzy at that point. Um, Surely people know, but it's not all coming out and they're conflicting stories. Uh, But he was in there. It was approximately another 40 minutes to an hour before uh, he was finally subdued. Um, The the local police apparently did at one point engage him. Um, shots were exchanged. Two police officers were injured and then retreated. Uh, and then the police set up a cordon around the school, uh, but did not attempt to get in again until, um, uh, until a border security person uh, who happened to be there went in and shot the guy. Um, and I've seen conflicting reports about whether that was, a border security team or whether it was one person or what the deal was, whether they had support, there's still a lot that is unclear here. Um, but it does seem like there was an extensive length of time during which he was in the school, uh, potentially barricaded in a classroom, um, potentially still killing people. The timeline is unclear in terms of how many people he killed right up front versus over time during this hour uh, before he, before the police 
where border patrol went in and killed him. Um, so there, there's a lot that's still not quite gelling in terms of these timelines. Um, but in any case, um, yeah, he, he just bought the guns. He turned 18, bought them immediately when he turned 18. And this is like a couple weeks later after that, um, that he decides to do this. And I'll tell you before we get into like, did what were the police doing that they were, were they correct? Were they not the whole gun control issue? Blah, blah, blah. I'll, I'll just say like the day this happened, you know, I, I, I was in one of my modes where I was working and I did have like MSNBC on in the background while it was going on or whatever. Um, mostly in my headphones this time, not on, on screen. Um, but I, I'll, I'll be honest. I spent hours that night, like going in and out of being in tears, you know, just from, just from hearing about the fact that it was going on, hearing the death tolls rising, hearing that, the you know, what grades these kids were in all of this kind of stuff. And, and, and just thinking about the whole situation. I mean, you know, I would, I would, you know, turn my head away from my family and I'd just be silently bawling for like minutes at a time and then get myself back together and do what I needed to do. Um, it was just incredibly emotionally affecting. And then the next day when they started actually showing the pictures of these kids and interviewing parents and, talking about like, you know, the kid who just gotten their honor roll certificate and all this kind of stuff. I, I had to just turn it off. I couldn't, I, I couldn't deal with that any longer. Like, I mean, and I know I, to, to one degree, it's sort of important to like recognize the victims and help mourn that way. But like, you know, I was just already completely emotionally exhausted by that point. I mean, I eventually went back and turned it on and heard more again, but like there was a period of several hours where I was just like, I can't do this. I got to turn it on. I'm normally a news junkie. I normally always have news on my headphones, even when it's not live, I'm listening to news podcasts, but like I had to turn it off for a long time. And then when later I normally, I normally turn on news to go to freaking sleep. I had to specifically choose like international news broadcasts where this wasn't like 90% of the news so that, cause I just couldn't deal with it anymore. And it's just, it, it's just so disturbing. I think the uh, one thing today, the, the, the one that another heartbreaking uh, the thing that happened today about this is yeah. the, the husband of uh, the, the teacher, the, one of the teachers, uh, um, he went to uh, they lay down a cross in in honor of her, and he put down some flowers there for his wife, and he then died of a heart attack. Just couldn't deal, leaving and, four other uh, kids at home, leaving four more kids at home. Twenty uh, three year old, and then some teenagers, unfortunately. Um, and so, uh, you know, going back to uh, th- this damn event, and uh, I-, I was, I was sad, I cried, but I also very angry. I, I want to um, just say one more I, thing. I, one, one more thing. It's important. Yeah. Like, 
I, in terms of the emotional effect, I mean, I felt some of this on some of the big other big shootings, blah, blah, blah. Um, but really these ones where it's kids are yeah. the ones that really hit home the most. I mean, like I, I, I felt horrible when, you know, we, you had that thing in Las Vegas where they shot yeah. all kinds of people oh, at yeah, that yeah. concert. Um, but somehow the emotional resonance when it's kids, I mean, the Parkland kids, absolutely. But especially these elementary school kids. I mean, these, these were third and fourth graders. The ones uh, in Sandy Hook were first graders. Uh, yeah, the, the way that hits you is just at a whole other level. Especially for those of us who's kids. I don't know. Uh, cause yeah, like, yeah, yeah cause... I think it's worse for us. Um, but the one thing, what I, what I wanted to say that what, what was, uh, I, I, my, my first reaction this time has been quite a lot of anger, uh, anger. Um, yeah, because I, 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 you know, we said this a week or two ago, uh, all these people come up with the same fucking bullshit excuses. Um, you know, I mean, hell already heard the uh, governor today. Well, the gun laws don't do anything. Look at Chicago. And, you know, it, it's yeah. all these same disingenuous bullshit, you know, uh, because over and over, I mean, the what, same thing is bullshit because because again, Chicago, you know what what is the problem? Chicago is surrounded by Indiana, right to the border. Okay, yep. and so Indiana has more gun shops than gas stations. I know this and because Wisc- I lived in Indiana and, and so, Wisconsin on the other side. Uh, right, and so they and 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 by I the way, it's just like you right. drive yes to to the north, but 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 Indiana is more closer to to like downtown chicago right. than wisconsin and so look it, it, it's like you just you know it's like you take a short drive you go to indiana you grab all the guns you want you go back to chicago unless there's federal action you can't you know you can't control that okay because the law in the state doesn't make a damn difference that's that's number one and him saying that every time they know it's bullshit they know it's such a genuine but again because people are gullible they'll believe the crap like we already talked about today so therefore he keeps well and, and the shit the, over and the over. thing and they, but yeah the, 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 this reminds me really, off is again that these kids are just political fucking pawns to these assholes. Because, you know what? Ted Cruz tonight, somebody went and fucking told him in his face. You know, he was talking about, oh, whatever the problems. And he said, well, Ted, why the fuck is this the only country where this shit happens? And he just didn't even answer. just walked away. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, now I see you have a political agenda, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. And, and look, and just to, for any pendants out there. Yes, mass shootings do have in other do happen in other countries, but not at anywhere near the rate they right. happen here. Exactly. Not even remotely um, close. And 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 as one of the points I've made repeatedly over and over again is the human emotion reacts more to lots of people killed at the same time, but the problem exists in the base rate too across all the people getting killed one or two at a time as well. Um, right. Yeah, these are just the most visible and the ones that evoke the most powerful reactions. Because most of the time, like, we don't hear about the random person who shoots their wife. 
you know, unless you happen to be their neighbor or in their small town that they're in. I, I mean, hell, like earlier today, Brandy and I were were driving home from that passport thing and and a bunch of police cars passed us and I looked it up later online uh, and there there had been a shooting and the mm. police cars were chasing after the guy who was running away on, on foot from it. Looks like the person's going to survive who got shot. But those kinds of things like barely even make the news. Barely. Like the the little ones and twos and threes, and when and but when you look at the the aggregate numbers, you know I well, used to but, always. But, well, but listen, go, I, I just want to say this: I used to when whenever we had one of these mass shootings, a few years back, I would always say on this show, okay, yes, there have been some bad shootings, they're bad, but we have to keep it into perspective. Overall, the violent death rate has been dropping since the nineteen seventies. Right. Exactly. I can't say that anymore because it hit an inflection point about five years ago and well, has been going up dramatically. Been, right. These last about, couple of years has been going up, especially. And not just a couple now. It's been it's been like five or six now since it well, turned it around like, and it's been no, going no, no, up but, dramatically. But it's, been, but it's been a dramatic increase in the post pandemic. Um, yes. Yes. You know, it, it has. It, the, la- the During the pandemic time, I guess everybody got stir crazy and decided to shoot all their friends. I, I don't know. Yeah. Now we're still just to be clear, we're still much better than it was in the 1970s. But the trend has reversed. It's been getting worse. It's not your imagination. It has been getting worse the last few years, especially, like you said, the last two. Look, but, but here's the one thing. When, when you look at, um, you know, the United States doesn't have like the worst murder rate in the world. OK, that, that, I mean, it is definitely safer than a lot of places. But the one thing is that where it is an outlier is in terms of murders against other developed countries, uh, other. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, other rich high, countries. We, other rich we, countries, right? Yeah, I mean, th- there there are a lot of places that are very violent places. There are places that are at war, for that matter. Right. Right. Um, but the uh, of sort of the developed, rich, peaceful countries, we are the worst by far. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like compared to like you know, it's not Venezuela, it's not El Salvador, it's not Jamaica. I, I mean, you know. there's just a lot of places that have really, 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 really sky high murder rates. Okay. That it's not, not, not the U S but you know, the U S rate is still, it shouldn't be this high given how developed a country this is. Okay. It just shouldn't. Um, but it it is, uh, you know, United States has a 4.96. Okay. Um, homicide rate. Uh, but you get a country like uh, like Spain and it has a 0.62. Now, you're talking about a high crime country like Brazil. It's got a 27.38. Now, one of the things is that when you're talking about school shootings, for example, and that kind of shit, that's where it gets in the U.S., where the U.S. has just an out of control, like runaway rate of those that a lot of those countries don't have. Um so, yeah, so is the U.S. as violent as, say, uh, you know, Brazil? No. But when you see so many other similarly developed countries in Europe and their homicide rates are 75, 80 percent lower than ours. OK, yeah. 
uh, you, you know, I, I mean, that's just the reality. And it's a, and you, and you get even, lower. and you get even lower if you go to like Japan or somewhere. Right, right. Japan. <laughs> well, Japan's a little bit of a crazy outlier. I mean, they, they, I mean, their, their, their murder rate is like low. I mean, it's like 0.26. I mean, it's like, you know, it's, it's insanely low. Uh, I mean, they get, I mean, there's, there's, there's more murders in Miami in one year. There's in all of Japan in a whole year. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, so that, that, that's a thing, but, um, it, it's just, but, and then you look at that. And then you look at what is the glaring difference, you know, between those developed countries and the United States, and it all comes down to they don't value freedom, Yvonne. They oh, don't the value freedom. freedom. That's no. what it is. So it's it's the gun accessibility. It's as simple as that. And they, 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 it, you know, and they try to explain it away, and then they try to say all this disingenuous stuff about, oh well, if only a well armed teacher had been there. You know, the thing, uh, no, the there thing are, is, with, uh, listen, there was like about a hundred fucking cops outside with guns and they didn't stop this guy. Don't give me this shit yeah. about a well-armed person. There were a fucking hundred cops there. Right. I, I mean, look, he, you mentioned this before, the sort of repetitiveness of this. I mean, you can replay in your head the arguments that happen after every single one of these events to the T. And they know you they're know, all bullshit, and they know uh, whatever, and they keep using, you know, and, and you know, our, you know, our what kids the, as pawns for their fucking yeah, political well, game. Well, and you know what our side is going to say too. I mean, you know, we're going to be angry. We're going to want to do things, and it's like, you know, all of these years, all of these events. It seems like very little has changed. Now, I saw someone point out. Someone was saying, "Look, n- nothing's changed since Sandy Hook." Blah blah blah. And they're like, "No, don't belittle." Like after Parkland, there were changes. There were red flag laws passed in a whole bunch of states that did not exist before Parkland. True, true. That was due to that. So there was movement. On the other hand, also in that time frame. Texas actually loosened its requirements for people to get guns and made it much easier than it was before. Eliminated even the concept of having, having to have a license, you know? So there, but yes, there, there has been some movement on this. It's not zero, but on the other hand, it's over and over the same thing. There was one, I heard it played multiple times. Um, I'm pretty sure it was on all the NBC shows, all the MSNBC shows. Somebody put together, a package that had all of the last presidents, except for Donald Trump. He was noticeably absent. Cutting to get, yeah. Cutting together all of their speeches where they came out and gave condolences. And we're talking about the, you know, the tragedy and needing to do prayers and needing to do something. You had George, George W. Bush, you had Obama, you had Biden, um, all of these, fo- and they just slid back and forth between the speeches, and it sounded like it was one speech, you know, because they were all saying the same damn thing, um, you know, and and you end up, it, it's just, it, it is extremely frustrating that this just repeats and repeats and repeats, and it seems like we're having the same debate that we had ten years ago. Uh, I mean, we're having the same debate we had two weeks ago. Because these keep yeah. happening every two weeks. The only thing is that we're talking about it more now. But look, 
I, I, we went the other day, the last time uh, massacre, all I started make we, all we did was started make crack of jokes about basically all the same bullshit lines that would be trotted out. And, and they all are, know, and they all are. And so how these people just w- will not do anything. And the one thing it's, the, it, you know, one of the things that's happening today is a lot of criticism about the police response because yeah, what nobody understands that. is, you know, Texas talk about, you know, and the fucking governor about, well, all you need is one good armed person or whatever, blah, blah, blah. We can stop all this. And I'm like, listen, you had a fucking hundred people outside armed. Why the fuck did you get this guy? Why were all these people saying, where's my body armor? I can't go in. Why did it take the border patrol to go in? This police department was like bragging about their SWAT department. Where the fuck was their SWAT department? Where the fuck was their armor? What the fuck were they doing? What the hell were they waiting for? The guy was out there for 12 fucking minutes. 12 outside minutes before he outside before he went in. 12 minutes is a fucking eternity. I went and I was, you know, here with my son. Unfortunately, I talked about this on the program not that long ago where we heard, well, it turned out it wasn't a shot, but there was a shot fired. Listen, the entire fucking police department was there inside two minutes. It doesn't take 12 minutes to get there. Well, and also. And they got just... there with fucking real weapons and protection and shit. What the fuck? The Texans talk about all this goddamn macho bullshit that they talk about. Oh, we're armed, we're this, we're done, whatever. You showed up like a bunch of fucking pussies and sat out there and let them get killed. You fucking talk all that horse shit. And you know what? It's all talk, and they're never ready for anything. Okay? Not one fucking thing. Never ready. It's all talk. Oh, no, we could go, like, if I have a gun, I'll fucking confront this guy. Bullshit. Listen. You can't arm a teacher. What the hell are you going to do with a guy with an AR-15? Add a guy with an AR-15 like the guy in Buffalo with body armor. What the fuck's a teacher going to do? What are you going to do? I can't stand this shit. Look, the same MO with the same fucking thing happening over and over using the same kind of guns purchased only a couple of weeks before. If all you had was an assault weapons ban, guess what? This guy is not there doing that. Period. Wouldn't happen. But you know what? Oh, no law fixes anything. I'm sick of this shit. And these assholes go back out there. You know what? Ben O'Rourke yelled at at them. And you know what? I wish I was standing right by them because I would have fucking gone and they would have had to drag me out by my feet because I would have fucking laid them out. Yeah. Um... Look, a bunch of macho bullshit talking assholes. You know, and I've seen I've seen some posts where people pointed out that there was apparently a Supreme Court decision a few years back that said, you know, police, yeah, police don't actually have the obligation to protect. I'm like, well, then what the fuck is their job? Right. (laughs) You know, like I, yeah, to to go around pulling people over from. for, for driving while black. Air, 
you're, for having an air freshener while black and and shoot them for it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Look, yes, like it, it, if it's not the police responsibility to protect people, then it damn well should be. You know, and th- no, it's just that they they will go and shoot some fucking random guy in a stop because they're scared, right? But they, mm-hmm. but but they're not ready to deal with that, and they're buying weapons like crazy. We talk about the militarization of fucking police, and so what the what the fuck are you ready for, man? So. I How the hell the t- is it that the border patrol, every report I've seen, I know you said that there were different stories. What the fuck is this shit that it took a border patrol tactical unit to go in and do the job of the local police? Yeah. The, what the, the, by the way, fuck does that mean? By by the way, the, the, the discrepancy on that is not that it was the border patrol. It absolutely was the border patrol off duty, just happened to be in an area. The only discrepancy I've heard was whether it was a team, like you just said, or one guy. Right who decided to just go in and take care of it. And I've heard like part of the discrepancies that are happening in the, the, the story coming out of the police is shifting and not, not quite making sense in terms of like, apparently the room that he was in had windows and had this and people who are experts in this kind of thing were like one guy in that room. Why couldn't they have taken control of that situation from multiple angles? And I know there were potentially live kids still in there. There was one report I saw that even when they did go in after the guy, they fucked it up further by like knocking on the door and be like, does anybody in there need help? And some kid was like, yes, help. And the the guy was like, oh, there's somebody still alive in here and shot him. Oh, Jesus Christ. You know, and look. all of these there's still like it's 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 coming we we still don't know all the details this is going to come out over the next few days weeks whatever uh but it certainly appears that you know yeah look what listen what what a cop has to go in a situation like that and you know we talk about not banning assault weapons this is an 18 year old kid okay and they said that there were uh, that one of the what our call says hey we have uh, you know we need specialty equipment. We need body armor. We need precision riflemen. I mean, what the hell are we doing, man? When you're allowing a fucking individual to just, even though we talk about militarization of the police, to completely be able to overwhelm the police with firepower. Well, one one comment I saw over and over again today was people saying, you know, the biggest argument for banning these kinds of weapons is that the police are afraid of them and can't go into these kinds of situations. Right. You know, you know, and and look, legitimately afraid of them, right? They're powerful weapons, you know, and, and we'll find out over time where there it, but it certainly seems there were lots of missed opportunities here where intervention could have happened sooner and saved lives. Like there's, there's one report of one person that once they did break in, uh, was still alive, but very injured and, uh, you know, died en route to the hospital in the ambulance or whatever. 
where a matter of minutes might have made a difference. Certainly a half hour would have made a difference, right? In terms of when you got to them. Um, it's unclear to me yet in terms of the timelines, like how many of these kids were already dead within the first 60 seconds after the kid came into the school um, or two minutes or three minutes or whatever. Uh, but as you said, there was also this time before he even entered the school. All right. So here is a uh, update uh, on this entire oh timeline about yep. the the border patrol and the officers. Okay. All right. So it yep. says here, the guy, uh, Jacob Alvarado, an off-duty border patrol officer, was about to sit down for a haircut when he got a text message from his wife, Trisha, a fourth grade teacher at Robb Elementary. There's an active shooter. Help. And I love you. Okay. So this guy was the husband of one of the teachers. Mr. Alvarado mm. flew out of the barber shop, and this is from the New York Times, and sped to the school. His wife and children, she taught, were hiding under desks and behind curtains. Their daughter, a second grader at Rob, was locked in a bathroom, she had told him. He borrowed a shotgun from the barber who had come with him. Once he got to the school, he learned that a tactical team was already forming, forming to enter the wing where the gunman was holed up. So Mr. Alvarado quickly made a plan with other officers at the scene. Evacuate as many children as possible. I'm looking for my daughter, but I also know which wing she's in. So I start clearing all the classes in her wing. Two officers provided cover, guns drawn, he said, and two others guided the children out on the sidewalk. They were all just hysterical, of course. When he finally saw his eight-year-old daughter, Jada, he said he hugged her, but then kept moving the other children along. Still barricaded inside a, a, a room elsewhere at the school, the gunman fired sporadically at the walls and door, officials said, until a tactical team went into the room and killed him. Now, okay. what I will say is, why the hell... Did it take that long to do that? And for this border patrol officer to apparently come in and start organizing these other people who are sitting around with their thumb up their asses, their asses. waiting. Right. You know, I, and, I, I've and, heard and, I, and I will say yeah. something else. I know that, look, I live near Parkland. Look, one of my, look, I, I, got, I have one of my coworkers that I was talking to about about this today look his son was a ms a student at, at, at douglas okay so he had to go through this shit okay um you know it, it, so the the one thing is it this touched us so close that you know, like my son when this thing happened at the mall they have maybe it's just we've taken this so much seriously because it happens it was so close to home to us man my son knew how to evacuate in two fucking seconds and not, not just everybody there, but at the, man, at the mall. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. The moment they heard something, I mean, inside two minutes, that mall was evacuated. Okay, all right? And, and you know, same thing as at, 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 at the school. My, my son knew exactly what the fuck to do. Okay? Right. And so that it took these guys to come in to get, the, to get this evacuation done properly? <sighs> Yeah, I don't know. And like I said, the, the, it seems like every couple hours, the story and the timeline is shifting more. So we may still learn more. I want to know about the 12 minutes outside. Like, why didn't the school get locked down while he was still outside so he couldn't get in? You know, there are all well, kinds of questions. that was one thing where one of the things that they said is that he got in through an open door. And yeah. I looked at that school and I, I, I looked at the Google Maps on it. You see, the fence on the perimeter that it has. Okay, you know, because I was looking at the school. Look, not all defenses are perfect, but it's very lightly guarded. I will, I will say that it's way less guarded than, say, that my son's school. That's for damn sure. 
Okay. Um, but apparently he found an unlocked door. Right. Um, and so that falls on the school, how they, they, they manage this. But again, 12 fucking minutes, the guy was outside. We know he didn't have body armor. I mean, Jesus Christ, you're shooting him, whatever, man. That should have been more than plenty of time to stop this from happening. Way more than time. And, and, and why did it? I mean, this is just, this is a huge police failure. Period. And, and like you said, you know, the huge police failure, and we know all the policy things that could potentially have stopped it that go, that always go nowhere. I mean, people are always asking that, you know, the, the, the Ted Cruz's of the world are like the Democrats are making it all political. They want to talk about all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And, and, you know, but there's, there's a discrete list of things that could be done that when they're, when they are polled individually have like 70, 80% support and have majority support, even among Republicans. Right. You know, the, and they, the and univer- they won't let those even through. And that, and that's universal the point. background, uh, universal background checks, waiting periods, making sure that, uh, uh, expand the red flag laws further. Um, you know, uh, and then there are other things that people talk about, about insurance and, uh, requiring training and blah, blah, blah. You know, we used to They're, have these gut, you know, which they got rid of that. There was a waiting period on guns, a purchase, for example, uh, it, it, they got rid of that shit too. It depends on where, but yeah, yeah. No, but there was a national I mean, one before. It was like part of I remember part of the Brady right. gun law, law bill that 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 got eliminated. That there was a there was a there was a waiting period in that kind of stuff, and that was passed by fucking Republicans. It was like when freaking you know Reagan's press secretary got shot in the head. And, and so I, I I guess it's time to pivot a little bit to the policy and politics and blah blah blah. Um, yeah. Like I, I don't said, know, got, man. I mean, are they going to do something like? No, like you they're said, not. They're, no, 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 they're not. And he, here's here's the problem with all of this. And you know, e- even in terms of having a vote on it, Schumer was like, "What's the point? <laughs> we, you know, we we this is not one of the you know." He's like, "I'm all in favor of like making the Republicans go on record and blah blah blah." But they're already on record on this. Right. We know where they stand. Just vote in November. And you know, there's some question about like could. Biden do anything executive order wise. Well, maybe he'll round the edges a little bit, but frankly, this, this comes back to the Supreme court, like everything else does now. Um, the Supreme court and a filibuster, everything surrounds those two issues right now. Um, one, you can't pass a damn thing about anything without getting rid of the filibuster. And the, and we know they're not going to do that. Um, and, you know, Mansion has Mansion and Cinema have repeated today stuff about like they don't think their view on the filibuster has changed, um, or maybe they were they were sort of hedging a little bit, but not really. Um, you know, so you're not going to get anything passed, and you know, you're not going to get sixty votes on a damn thing, and you're certainly and without getting rid of the filibuster, you're not going to do anything. And for a moment, just imagine that you could. With this Supreme Court, you really believe they're going to let it stand? Well, you should try anyway. But you know, I, 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 I listen. I think that if it passed this law, I, I think it could. Listen, 
the, the Supreme Court has in previous times made, you know, that certain restrictions are allowed. I will hazard a guess as to w- will it stand a challenge? I don't know. I just saw today there was something that uh, SCOTUS upheld that I was like surprised. Uh, you know, it, look, there are certain things that I know that, that, that they, they will that, occasionally that, surprise on this thing or that. Uh, but I, 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 I mean, don't have your confidence that guns but, is one but, of them. <laughs> I, I, I don't, we don't know. And you know what, what, what's the, you know, look, there is more public uniformity on some of these things that yes. can be done to prevent, uh, this kind of shit from happening that there is on the other stuff that we're talking about. Well, okay. and, and one of the things is, you know, there was a impassioned speech by, uh, I guess, the, one of the senators from Connecticut. Uh, remind me of his name, Murphy. I think it was. Yeah, you know I think you're right. It was Murphy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Basically saying, "Will any of my Republican colleagues please come and work with me on this? Please, I'm begging you." And apparently, a couple Republicans have gone to talk to him. You know, it's sort of some okay. of your usual suspects. Um, but I, you know, do you, I'm not holding my breath on anything. I don't think this, you know, if there is, if they pass anything at all, it would be a miracle and it will be minor. Um, I just don't, the, the environment does not exist. Well, listen, listen, major change. You know what? Major change. I'll take the incremental gains just to be clear. No, but I'm going to tell you something. I, Listen, there are two that I just don't see that are that controversial, okay? The assault weapons ban and the fucking background checks. Those you, you two. Got, you know, I, I, I'll tell you, the, back, the background checks, uh, maybe. Assault weapons, there's no way the current Republicans are laying those you through. Really and even background so? th- you really, really think so? You really think so? Yeah, no. The, there's no way the current why, Republican why Senate... Why do you think... Why, why do you think no. probably not on back background checks either? Now the why? general population supports both of those things. Yeah. Republican senators do not. And Republican members of Congress do not. Uh, listen, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to say, I, I think that, I think there's a better chance that I, 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 now that I think that at some other occasions. Okay. All right. I'm going to say one, th- one reason why, because of the state where the fuck this happened. <laughs> All right. You, you know, I would I, love I, it I, if you were I, right. I, I just don't believe I, I, it. But, but I, 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 I will say this, that the NRA is weaker right now than it's been. Now that is very in the true. last 20 years. Okay. Yes. They're in a much weaker position. Right. And, and, and just, just to be clear, part of that may be because of this kind of, this kind of stuff, but yes. more of it is because of the internal corruption of the organization exactly. and their legal problems and the fact that their leadership has been siphoning money for all this time. Uh, and they've got other issues, but, uh, and, and what I will say right is now. that I think, I think they're, they're, the, the better chance that there may be is because I think that if McConnell feels confident that they may still win anyway, regardless of what happens in this bill that he may just say, fuck it. We'll do, it will do something because this, I don't think that this is a measure that I think that 
they could probably look at it and say, if we do something here, it's not going to cost us votes. Because of what the, because the polling consistently shows you, this is not a loser for them if they fucking do the, a couple of the top things that are there. It's not a loser. See, the thing is, the argument always comes down to the, you know, and you see this on the other side on other issues all the time. It always comes down to the slippery slope thing. If you give an inch, then the Democrats will just come after more later. I mean, look, they gave an inch on the fucking infrastructure bill. Do we have more more of that afterwards? Well, the, the Republicans wanted the infrastructure too. Just well, that's what I'm, yeah, but what I'm saying is, but they but then they did go and like do the whole, you know, b- b- build back better shit. I'm saying shit because not not because it's shit. I actually agree with a lot of the stuff, but you know, they 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 gave that. They didn't do the rest. Well, because they fucking can't. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But but what I'm saying is, well, the Republicans didn't. What I'm saying is that the Republicans didn't go like roll over. Oh, look, they got one bill. Now they got ten. I don't know. I, I maybe I'm just. I I will say this. I have seen. I'm looking that even McConnell actually said, and I'm going to quote: "I am hopeful that okay. we could come up." with a bipartisan solution that's re- directly re- related to the facts of this massacre. I'm going to keep it, you know, he had it. I'm going to keep in touch with them and hopefully we can get an outcome that can actually pass and become law rather than just scoring points back and forth. I mean, McConnell actually said that. Mm, okay. I don't think I've ever Man's heard it. him say anything I, like I that fe- before. I feel like the Republican leadership was saying things like that around Sandy Hook and nothing ended up coming from it. But like you said, NRA is a lot weaker than back then. Mm-hmm. Even even held after Parkland, Donald yeah. Trump was talking about gun right? control. Um, but yeah. then got slapped down and nothing happened. It's just, and and maybe I'm just too jaded, but I I I feel like I've listen, been to I'm this rodeo jaded before. about this, but I I want listen. I want here's the one thing that I want to stop from keeping doing. Look, if they're telling me that there's an opening, I want to try to do something. I, I don't want to keep doing this damn game. I'm tired of it. Okay? But if, but if somebody comes up and say, hey, let's talk, then let's see what the hell they come up with. Do something. Do something. Mm-hmm. Let's talk. And I don't want to just... I, 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 listen, I will... And make me angry. Somebody throwing me those stupid fucking talking points again. I want to fucking punch them in the face. But if you want to sit down and actually talk about, hey, let's do something. I'm not going to just say no right now. Because we need to do something. And even if it's incremental, I don't care. They get something, for God's sakes. Right. And like I said, you know, people have pointed out since Parkland, there were There were things. Yes specifically along the lines of the red flag laws that were passed in a, in a number of States. Uh, and, and have apparently I saw someone quote a statistic of how much it was used since then. And I don't remember the number, but it was a lot. Like, it's not like the law is not being used. It's actually being used actively yeah. to take guns out of the hands of people who are an active threat to people around them. And okay. Take the progress you can get. Yeah. And you're you're right. Like if they're if if Republicans are actually reaching out and saying, 
okay, let's talk about this. By all means, talk about it. By all means, if you can get something, go for it. I just don't have a lot of faith that maybe the odds are better than at other times. But to me, like I'm thinking, okay, so it's 1% instead of 0.1%. And I don't feel like I'm, I'm not like holding my breath that anything at all is going to happen, especially in an election year. I, I, I think that if it depends on the confidence level they've got on this whole thing, if it, it, you know, like in I terms said, of how much Republicans think they're going right. to win it all anyway. So who yeah, cares? And, and, and who um, cares? Yeah. Or, and how much they think that this really moves a needle in some, uh, instead of the support for their people. Because once again, if they go, listen, it, it's a thing. It, it, it's all a calculation. Well, I mean, part of this is just like we were talking about abortion. Is this an, is this something that will invigorate Democrats and make them a threat in areas they would not be otherwise because Democrats are just so damn mad. They're mad about Roe versus Wade. They're mad about guns, whatever. Can you do something to neutralize that passion by giving them something? Right. And the thing is, both of these two issues seem to be you know, the, the metaphor doesn't work well here, but they seem to be third rails on the Republican side, the abortion issue and guns and there, and, and now like the stupid election crap there, there, there seem to be some, some key third rails that Republican politicians just don't want to get near. And, you know, you're, you're throwing out some quotes uh, from today that I hadn't heard yet. So I don't know. But, you know, I've heard talk before, but I guess even that, but I, I, I've, I guess even that level of talk from anybody on the Republican side is better than let's beef up the security at schools and arm all the teachers. And, you know, I, more fucking thoughts and prayers, more thoughts and prayers. There was some jackass on Fox news the other day, uh, recommending sort of, uh, bulletproof wall hangings in classrooms, you know, what? things like this. What? Yes. Yes. Um, and it's like, really, really, <laughs> you know, that you, you care about this so much that you would prefer turning schools bullet, into bullet, armed fortresses. Bullet, bulletproof wall hangings. Yes. Yes. Okay. But like, but, yeah, yeah, hey, maybe we could just buy everybody body armor. We'll just send everybody. A body and, armor. and of course, the, the bullshit where they bring up mental health stuff. Also, I, ju- I just want to well, say, well, listen, listen, look, look, I want to be clear on what I mean by the bullshit mental health stuff. I don't mean that mental health is bullshit. I don't mean that mental health is not a factor in many of these shootings. Now, in this particular case, they say he had no mental health history that's known, et cetera. What I mean is that they will say, no, no, we forget about doing things about the guns. The real problem is mental health. But then when you come back to him and say, okay, so what can we do about mental health? Oh, then they're also fuck, like, fuck, yeah, because fuck, fuck, because fuck healthcare, because we won't give it to anybody anyway. I mean, which is, yeah. a, which is the, the, the damn thing. Oh, well, there's a mental health crisis. Hey, will you expand medicating your state and make sure that, you know, all, you know, people could get, get health coverage. Yeah, nah, fuck that. Yeah, exactly. Like to, to be clear, I absolutely, there is a mental health 
issue here. There's a mental health crisis. Now, it's not to say anybody who shoots anybody, oh, it's not their fault. They were insane. I, I, no, that's not what I mean either. It absolutely is their damn fault. But there are things we could do to help the mental health of the population at large so fewer people end up in the kind of situations where they feel like they end up doing this kinds of thing. But yeah, okay, if there's a mental health problem here, are you going to put the money to mental health? Are you going to do things to increase resources out right. there to help with those issues? No, they're not mm. willing to do any of that shit either. Right. So like, you know, if you want to actually present a solution, if you actually want to make an argument that says, you know, okay, we have for various reasons, we don't want to touch the gun side of things, but we recognize there's a problem and we're going to do something about it. Okay, fine. Present your damn solution, present the funding for that solution. And, and let's work on that too. But no, what you get over and over and over again, specifically from the Republican side is we're not going to do jack shit. This, this is just the price of freedom. Yes. The price of freedom. Uh-huh. No. Well, uh, we'll see what more we learn in the next week. Uh, like I said, the situation is still, it, it's not fluid. It's over, but like, we're still learning. Well, the information is still fluid. Yeah. The information is fluid, uh, but it seems like some of it, I mean, you always have the fog of war, confusion, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. But some of this seems like the first stories we heard were just, just people lies. outright lying. Yep. It, it's, it, you know, it, it feels like the police were trying, trying to cover, to cover up, cover up. Fuck, fuck up that they did. Yeah. Because, and I, 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 I think we'll find out just like we did in Parkland, frankly, that there are actions that could have been taken sooner that would have saved lives here. Maybe not saved everybody, but would have helped. And, you know, that that's just extremely frustrating. Like, you know, I, I can't even imagine being one of the parents just without that additional element, but add the fact that you find out that, you know, the police could have done something and didn't that just adds a whole other level and is, you know, all of this is just infuriating, but anyway, we'll find out more. Um, yeah. Anything else on this, Yvonne? No, not at the moment. I don't think we need a lightning round or anything, Yvonne. No, let's, uh, let's, let's wrap this sucker up. Um, thanks everybody for joining us for another curmudgeons corner. You know, the drill at the end, um, you can find our website at curmudgeons hyphen corner dot at curmudgeons hyphen corner.com. Um, and there you can find an archive of our episodes. You can find our Facebook, our Twitter, our email, all the different ways to contact us. And we, we would love to hear from you and hear from your opinion, hear from your opinions. We know hear from you about your opinions. Um, your, your also opinions. The, what do you? Yeah. Um, and, uh, oh, I, I haven't said for a long time, review us anywhere that has podcast reviews, leave, leave reviews and yep. tell your friends if yep. you like the show and think, you know, friends that would like it too, please tell them about it. Please spread the word. 
Um, and if you particularly like the show, you can go to our Patreon, which is also linked for from curmudgeons-corner.com and uh, give us a little donation to help with the expenses of the show. Um, and uh, yeah, and uh, it, it, at $2 a month or more on the Patreon, I always forget, it's not just the $2 a month or more. At various levels of the on the Patreon, we'll send you a postcard, a mug, we'll say your name on the show, we'll do all this kind of stuff. Uh, but at $2 a month on the Patreon, or if you contact us and just ask us really nicely and, you know, be friendly, we will invite you to our Curmudgeon's Corner Slack where Yvonne and I and several of our listeners uh, throughout the week are exchanging links and talking about the news of the day and ranting and exchanging things that are funny as well. Uh, so Yvonne, what are the top three things this week under Curmudgeon's Corner Slack that we talked about there, uh, but three. not here? Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, let me, I'm, I'm looking through them to see most of it. So top three. Uh, Apparently, there was a the an actor from the movie Jaws became police chief on the island where the movie was filmed. Yes, For real. Yes, he did. Yes, it, it, and it wasn't one of the stars of the show. It was one of the it was one of the child actors who played a kid who was ah. in the water when the when the sharks were coming or something like that. Interesting. It was apparently some kid that they told them to be quiet or something and they made lots of noise instead. I I, I forget if they got eaten or they survived sure. or what. But anyway, they were an actor in the movie. Okay. And um, they are now police chief there. Yep. Yeah. So the, also there's an electric train that never needs recharging thanks to regenerative braking. So so there is this train in, in this place that exists basically to take stuff from the top of a, of a hill down to the bottom okay and then it goes mm -hmm. back up so uh when it's loaded and as it goes down the hill it generates so much regenerative energy that it basically never needs to get plugged it just runs on its it's it's fully it just now just, just to just, be clear yeah for those uh, the, for those folks who are I'm going to say perpetual motion machine and laws of physics and all that. This is not a closed system. There is energy injected into the system. By the, the, through, the kinetic energy. Well, by, by the fact that you are reloading this train with material to make it heavier right. at the top to bring it right. down. Correct. And it takes energy to do that reloading. So it's not like you've got a perpetual motion machine. There is energy that takes to run to the system they apparently just don't actually have to charge the battery or not very often well but but basically yeah. bottom line is that, that this train doesn't need to be fed any extra energy in order to move all the energy it draws it from basically from just getting you know the cargo loaded and that weight just goes down the hill generates enough re regen it just you know through all you know there's a whole bunch of regeneration voila just keeps yeah it's not it's not perpetual motion it's not perpetual motion. It's not, uh, you know, whatever. It's it's not closed. It's open. That's why it works. But, but, it's still cool. It's still very cool. <laughs> uh, 
uh, and so that one was uh, pretty cool. Um, and um, let's see. Uh, one more, uh, one more, one, one more, more, one more, one more, one more. I'm looking through the different ones because I got to put. Now I'm choosing. Before I just was reading them. Now I'm, uh, now I'm, now I'm getting uh, uh, choosing. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Apparently, half the field in the Republican primary for governor in Michigan, okay? About, yes, and yes. by half, I mean five out of ten candidates. We're disqualified. Yes. In including the front also, runner, by the way. Including, including the, the front, front runner, runner. Because they submitted, like, each of them, like about half the signatures submitted were fake. And yes. that, and that and it wasn't just that they were fake. Okay? It, 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 let me, and I quote, more than half of the 21,305 signatures submitted by Mr. Craig's campaign were rejected. The Bureau said in its report, which noted that little effort was made to vary handwriting. Right. So, and of course, the claim is here that they hired a firm to do the signature collecting and that firm screwed them. And so it's not the candidate's fault. So they're going to go to court to try to get on the ballot anyway. We'll see how all that works out. You know, this is like I hired an accountant and, uh, I heard a tax guy and he went and he zeroed out all my income and then said that all my money got back. Let me tell you something that, that, that argument for Wesley Snipes didn't work too well where he tried to basically just get all the taxes he paid back mm. by claiming that, you know, you didn't know any. Well, and, and, and as people have pointed out, once again, we have actually found election fraud and gee, which party did it again? <laughs> yes. Over and over and over again. Over now, and over and over. Now, to be clear, like most of the time we find little minor things that don't make a difference in an election anyway. Uh, interestingly enough, I guess this one could make a difference in an election because but you're taking a big one because the front runner candidate might not even be able to be on the ballot because of this. Right. Um, which I guess is the argument for why, well, actually, it's an argument for why petitions to get people on a ballot are actually kind of stupid. Maybe it is not the right way to do it. Uh, maybe there are alternatives. But in any case, well, we'll, and, we'll and, see. And, 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 and let me, I'll add one more to the election cycle again, also uh, talking about the Republicans doing Republican things. Um, yeah. Uh, Central Florida ghost candidate. Okay. Others figured figures tried to scandal charged. Okay, so basically Republicans had enticed somehow to have these ghost candidates that ran. These were the candidates whose name were similar to other candidates. Was that uh, that? No, no. These else? were just completely phantom candidates. Okay, okay. Central they were designed Florida. to siphon off votes from Correct. the opponent. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I believe one included the, yes, one included the one that had a very similar name that confused people. Yes. Yes. <sighs> yeah. So, but and so them started to get arrested. And oh, by the way, guess, get, get, oh, gee, guess from what party were the people that uh, put in the ghost candidates? Libertarians? Green Party. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. But they're, they're, yeah. they're Republicans. You know, stay out of the procedure. Yes. Yeah. 
just like uh what was the one who was the guy um uh the 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 rapper that trump was trying to get to run for president to distract oh, people oh oh, Ka- kanye. oh kanye kanye yeah kanye yeah yeah no uh yeah fun fun times fun times uh, and, 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 you know and for some reason this clip i don't know why it showed up in my in my feed but of 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 uh so he is divorced from his wife and his wife went on a on, on, on an interview basically said uh i think it was there's something sports related to which is why this came up but uh that she apologized to her entire family for putting her through being married to that guy and that she probably she wouldn't do that again and i'm like holy f-. and this is the guy that trump wanted uh, to uh run for president yay uh and the the one other note along those lines, um, all Trump's favorite candidates in Georgia lost. Yep. Yep. He's not okay. doing too With, great on the endorsement front. Yeah, his his we said last year, or last year, we said last week he sort of had a mixed record. His mis- mixed record is getting worse um as the season goes on. Uh but uh, but, I, but it's we'll not see. because candidates are we're getting more normal candidates. I mean, we're basically just you know, like, I mean, they they maybe not in the election fraud thing or whatever. The the, the whole thing is just a the, a lot of these guys are all trumping Trump, and that's what's going on. So anyway, yeah. Although in Georgia, the election thing was part of it. The oh the no no in Georgia it was the, the, ones, the ones who did the right thing in the election are the ones who won, which at least is hopeful slightly. Even I, though. I, 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 agree. Not I mean, I found that a, I, I found that a very hopeful uh, thing because I think it will embolden more people to just, you know, look, if they could get away with it, being honest and tell them to go fuck you, then why am I going to not do it? Exactly. So, yeah. So, OK, with that, we are done. Hey, everybody, stay safe. Have a good week. Um, you know, uh, yeah, don't 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 do like we did and catch COVID if you can avoid it. Uh, you still should avoid it if you at all can. Um, I, got and four, I got my booster from number four. To my YouTube channel. I got my fourth booster. You my, got your fourth, fourth booster. Dose. I, I fourth, regret fourth. delaying my fourth booster. Like everybody was sort of saying, hold off till later well, in the summer. I blah, blah, blah. Gonna, I said I held off because I, I got COVID in January. Got infected. No, right. but other people, other health experts were also saying, hold off. Uh, you just in, until things start. Until the next wave, basically. Now the next wave sort of started, uh, right. but like e- even my doctor said, you know, wait a couple months and then do it. And I was waiting a couple months, and of course, got it in the meantime. So now I'm probably going to wait a little while until I actually get it for the same reason as you, because well, now you have some immunity. Right. Uh, but I will be getting my second booster. It's just a matter of deciding when. Uh, but I kind of wish I'd gotten it a, you know, a month ago or when I could have, but anyway, oh, well, uh, under the bridge, there was a good debate on each side, whether you should do that right away or wait. Um, and, uh, with that, Hey, everybody, like I said, have a good week. We'll talk to you next time. Goodbye. Wait, no, Bye. no. wait, no, hold on. Let's say goodbye again. Cause Alex interrupted. But I, was, uh, I was going to say the debate that get it sooner was better because you could get it at any time. Okay. Whether or not there is a way you could get it at any time. And with that, goodbye. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. Bye, 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 bye.